Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I am Allie with Find Your Joy, and today our wonderful guest is Iris, and Iris is a shamanic healer, mentor, and teacher, originally from Northern California, and now living in Geneva, Switzerland, and I cannot wait to hear all about your story. Hi, Iris Meyer. Hi, Allie. Lovely to meet you, and I'm really happy to be here. So happy to have you here. So I'm sitting here thinking you went from being a graphic designer in Northern California, which that in itself, that's a pretty exciting gig. And somehow you made a journey physically, geographically and spiritually and emotionally, I'm sure, uh, to becoming a practicing shaman in Switzerland. So tell me about that. Yeah. So um, what happened was I had a... A very um, throughout my childhood, I was very sensitive, seeing a lot of things, feeling a lot of things, hearing things you know that weren't there, quote unquote. And I, I ended up in my twenties, my early twenties, deciding that 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 I wanted to wall it all off and just 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 turn it off because it was too much. At the same right. time, I went through quite a lot of trauma. Actually, a little bit at the end of my teens, early twenties, there was a lot of family trauma, and. Those two things combined, this this desire to cut off that those those abilities and the trauma, it made me reevaluate my life. I think, um, and I I realized that I had a very strong drive to be somewhere else, and I had known mm. from the from the time I was very small that I wasn't meant to be where I was. Like I wasn't meant to be in California, even when I was a, a really small child. So when I was 23, I decided that I needed to be in England. And this was, I had been to England before, I had been an exchange student, and I decided, I just knew that I had to leave. And I knew that I had to go no matter what way. And I managed to do it and moved to London when I was 24. Um, following my intuition only, it was a completely, it wasn't a common sense move. I had a really good job as um, a graphic designer for a record company, so it was quite cool. And Wow, exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a good job. I liked it. I had a relationship at the time, but I knew that I wasn't, that wasn't what my life was. That wasn't where I needed to be. So I moved countries. And at the same time I was opening to my, to my intuition, I also was cutting it off. I was trying to cut off that part of myself. Right. When you say cut that off, can I start to interrupt? But when you say yeah. you wanted to cut that part off, what did that like? How would that look like? Like, what, what what were you thinking? What were you actually physically or emotionally or mentally doing at that time? So I decided that the part of me that is connected to spiritual things that, right. you know, wasn't a part that I needed to engage with. And I would mm. just whenever I saw or felt anything, I'd be like, nope, nope, that's not nope. 
sorry, and I really put a box around it. And I was trying really hard to be quote-unquote normal. Right. And, um, and also, truthfully, I was probably running away from the trauma, which had been resolved, but still, of course, you know how trauma, trauma is. It, it, it goes and it keeps going for a long time. So interestingly, following my intuition, I also was cutting off my intuition. And I lived in, in London, you know, on the surface quite happily. I met my husband straight away, like the second day that I was in London. Um, we got married really quickly, mainly to stay in London, but found a good job, was working very well, but I was not happy and I was really anxious and depressed. I had low self-esteem and it just... I was having nightmares where all of the things that I was saying no to were coming back. It was just a difficult time. Yes. And so I had my son, um, he was now 13, and it was a difficult birth and a difficult, just a difficult baby, and then I went back to work. And when I went back to work, this combination of sleep deprivation, probably postnatal depression, and, you know, this responsibility of having this this new baby and trying to work at the same time, it, the box that I had carefully constructed just burst open and mm -hmm. everything started coming back. And I couldn't, it was like I was going crazy. Like there was stuff everywhere. I was having the same dream over and over. I couldn't sleep for more than a few hours. I just, I knew that I needed to do something. And I booked a course that happened to be about shamanism. I just knew that with my intuition that that was the right thing for me. And when I went on that course, um, I was given a shamanic healing, and and it really, the sun, it was like the sun came out in my life. Wow. And suddenly everything made sense, like all of the words, all of the, all of the techniques, everything aligned with who I had been, always. Right. Even though, you know, I'm a, I'm a white girl from California, so <laughs> I, right? I was always trying really hard not to be derivative, like not to be take someone else's culture and everything, right? Into shaman, uh, to Celtic things, but a lot of it is um, a lot of the techniques that I learned were more Native American, were actually were are Native American, and that aligned with me, like that sort of felt like home, right? So when you're, I was looking at that, it was saying that you had studied with some uh, Native American shamanism, some earth wisdom, some different things like that. Were there, was it uh, mostly courses you took? Was it also some mentorship and teachers guiding you? How did that go for you? Yeah, I mean, so I've had courses in shamanism, in like intensive courses, healing, um, Earth wisdom teachings. I've also had um, a mentor who was a Jipaway, a wonderful Jipaway woman who, who helped me and really helped me um, be authentic and be right. okay with being, you know, who I am. And she, she, she told me that I am a shaman. And, and this has been told to me quite a few times because um, I am uh, a shaman is working, is, is basically elected by the spirit and trained by the spirits, but confirmed by the people. This is like the, the traditional meaning of the word shaman. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, and so, you know, we're going into the esoteric, but there was no way for me to not go into that realm and still right. uh, still stay sane. <laughs> and following that, that, starting my training, just training for myself, just trying to um, get a hold of my own um, ego and 
you know, the all of the trauma, working through the traumas. It's very much a process like psychotherapy. It's just done in a different way. Um, the more that I did that, the more it unfolded. And eventually my path opened and it, I learned that I was, you know, that I should heal people, which I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I didn't want to at first. And, and that at the time I was still working full time as a graphic designer. I had a small, really small child. And I thought, oh no, I'm, you know, I can't do this. It, it's too hard to try and do both of those things. But I told my teacher at the time, there's going to be a way, there's going to be, my life will change and I'm going to be able to, to do this full time. And then 15 minutes later, my husband walked through the door. He'd just been to Switzerland and he, he said, oh, I've been offered a job in Switzerland. You can do your healing thing. And I was Beautiful. just like, uh, oh, okay, we're going to Switzerland then. And we did. And that was seven years ago. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Back. Yeah. So, so part of your, um, part of what I was reading, a specialty in magical alchemy, and I'm sure that that somehow blends with the shamanism and earth wisdom. And what does it mean to have a specialty in magical alchemy? Yeah, would, um, more alchemical transformation, because magical alchemy sounds like I'm actually, um, yeah, changing gold into led into gold because that is what the traditional definition of alchemy is, right? Like changing base metals into gold. But what it means from a shamanic and therapeutic standpoint is that I'm helping people transform those energies, those heavy energies, those parts of themselves that are holding them back, you know, the lead, the the stuff that's heavy in them, transforming that into gold, so releasing the power that's stored within. Um, Because from a shamanic perspective, there's a lot of power in in the darkness as well as the light. Mm. In the metaphysical community, in the you know the therapeutic community, we're often we're often concentrating on the light, on bringing in the light, right. helping you know helping. And there's a lot of dialogue around that. But but the light and the darkness are the same. They're parts of the same coin. The darkness mm. is just denser light. And so to release that, to, to do the shadow work or to do the trauma release, to do the healing work necessary to let those places, let the light shine in and let that heaviness transform is really, really important work. And that's sort of what I'm all about is to help people learn to do their own transformation. I'm not doing it for them. Right. Yeah, like I'm teaching them, I'm giving them the tools. Sometimes it's an on hands-on kind of healing, almost like a Reiki kind of thing. But often okay. it's working them through a process, you know, like a coaching kind of process to look at the block and to, to feel them and wow. to release them. So, and I'm not even sure. So I know sometimes there, um, it can be difficult to give language to something. But when you say um, that you uh, work with a person to release the darkness or go into the shadows, mm-hmm. I think that was the words that you used. What is that? Like, is there a way that you can say that in words um, to describe what it might look like when you're working with a person and you're working in the shadows? What does that look like? So um, one of the things, it's a, it's a sort of time-honored shamanic technique, which you may or may not have heard of, is something called soul retrieval. 
Mm. And that is the idea that we have an energy body, a soul, not like a Christian soul, but just a, that our whole energy, you could call it the aura, whatever you like, that that is a body just like our physical body, but that that can get injured and parts of it can get stuck in past traumas generally um, or or flee, like run away if, it's, if it feels traumatized. Right, so, right. So um, I guide people and, and through a process called soul retrieval, I will go and find those parts of the person. Like, for example, if they were you know, beaten as a child, their soul might, um, might break off there. And uh, we reintegrate that part of the person okay. energetically, but also work through the feelings of that piece, of that okay. self that was okay. stuck. I love that. I love that. I, I it, it's on a probably um, a, a different type of thing. But when I think of a person with a DID or a dissociative identity disorder, it's a bit about being shattered. It's about going back and retrieving the pieces. Actually, in my book, I talk about it like there's been a, a glass you've dropped on the yeah, floor exactly. and how we need to be very cautious when we're picking up the pieces because some of them hurt and the, we can cut ourselves. And so I, when you're saying that, I'm thinking, right, okay, so it's finding ways to bring back the parts that were scattered. Does that, is that? Yeah, the, the, yeah, that were, that were lost. Or, lost or the, yeah. and, and it is really is that kind of breaking off. I mean, it, it's the, the shattering is particularly seen with someone who has a serious psychiatric disorder. It actually does look like that energetically. Yes. Like it looks like broken glass and they're in fragments everywhere. Normal people, everyone has this kind of thing because trauma, as you know, is relative. It could be someone making fun of you in class up to, you know, horrific abuse as a child or as an adult. Um, you know, even surgery causes trauma. It, it, Absolutely. All relative. So everyone has some of the soul loss because we're not taught to care for our energy in this culture. Native American culture, the mothers would have been taught to look for signs in their children of soul loss and they have a special song to sing to mm. call this part, this energy back home. But of course, we don't, we don't, we don't know that. Um, so we're just, we're just kind of fragmented. And the more fragmented we are, the more kind of empty we feel. Right. We were, I was having a discussion with someone um, a few days ago around this, that often trauma isn't so much about the event, but rather our experience or how we see the event. So that's much the same, right? So we could be two people standing side by side, experiencing the exact same event. And one person might not feel lost in that. Yes, it's, it's really interesting to explore that a little bit and how, how do we change our thinking and, and, and how, and I think that's a lot of what you're talking about is people seeing things differently, choosing to see it differently. Of course. Yeah. I mean, some of it I think is intrinsic. There are people who will just always look on the brighter side and or, or people who always, it's a huge drama. Some of that is learned behavior, I would say. Some of that would be um, a pattern from like the way your parents were. My family, for example, is extremely dramatic. Like everything is a huge drama, and so I've had to unlearn that response. Right. And still, I find myself cat- falling into that. Right. Another thing that I look at with my clients is um, ancestral healing. So actually, looking at the patterns that we inherit 
You know, we inherit the patterns of behavior just like we inherit our eye color and our hair color and all of that. Um, some of them are really helpful and good, and some of them are not so helpful or good. Yes. And looking at them and looking at transforming them um, and, and working with them and also working with the ancestral gifts. Right. And, and that is... I love that you're saying powerful. all this. <laughs> I love that you're saying all this because I look at intergenerational uh, trauma, but also the intergenerational blessings yes. because they're both alive and well. And it's learning to dip into both of them and just and That's to right. heal what needs to be healed. And then also to really just bask in all the beauty that's intergenerational or ancestral as well. So I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's really important work because we, we completely ignore that. We, we tend to think in the West, you know, in our culture that we're just like born and we're, we're a separate entity from everything that we're just, you know, it's just us and we have our personality, but we have these huge, huge gifts and burdens that we're carrying on behalf of all of our ancestors. Yes. And so transforming them, looking at them, being aware of them, and clearing them is really powerful work, and it can really transform your life. Um, so it, it's quite it's quite amazing. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. That's that's another one of my themes. But I'm not just because I, I have these all of these techniques that I've used, you know, soul retrieval, ancestral healing, you know, going going into even the more esoteric stuff like past lives and all of that. But it doesn't have to be that. It just is whatever whatever is the right tool for the person. Right. That's yes. And so, yeah, but the main theme of everything is transformation. Is this transformation of the self of you know becoming your higher self, finding your joy, finding what you need to do in your life to be most aligned with your soul's mission or whatever you came here to do. And that, is, of course, is different for everyone. A lot of people start out with me thinking that they're going to be, you know, they're going to need to teach and heal and change the world and be a, you know, I don't know, write a book. And then sometimes at the end of it, they realize that their life mission is just to have a good time. Yes. To feel yes. joy and happiness and be safe in their body and enjoy what life is. It's, you know, it's quite amazing. I had a guy and he worked with me for years. It was like two, two and a half years really intensely try exploring all of this stuff, diving into his psyche. And in the end, it just kind of, um, it just kind of ended up that what he really needed was to have fun. And that was it. He didn't need to like be a healer, write a book, you know, even do a podcast. He just needed to have a good time. And yes. so he's changed his life drastically Left his wife, has a new girlfriend, like went to the rainforest to, to like, do I want to be having a great time? Yeah. <laughs> great. I was just like, all I can say is good for you. You know, like, he doesn't need me anymore because he realized that he needed to have a good time. <laughs> Right. You just, we all need to find a way that's our joy. And when people say, oh, it's, it's art or it's a book, like you're saying, or it's, it's, it's making a, doing a painting or photography. And I'm like, I, you know, organizing your closet could be how you find your joy. Exactly. It's yeah. what makes us happy. What makes our heart smile? What is it that makes it, that takes us from the place where we're preoccupied with whatever the noise is in our mind? 
It brings us peace and seems like that's a path to joy. I love it. I love it. And that you've come from, I'm looking at, I'm just, you know, from the trauma that you've come from and uh, postpartums and, and anxiety and depression, and you found a way to move continents, countries, <laughs> move yeah. all of those things and, and, and find your joy and how beautiful that you're helping other people find theirs. That's amazing to me. So thank you. I I think we're at the end of our time now, but what I want to make sure is that people know how to get in touch with you, that people know um, if, if you're looking for ways, if you're looking for someone to help you, uh, a a shaman and a teacher and a mentor, an alchemist, all all of these things, how do we get a hold of you? Sure. Um, I have a website. It's bright shaman. That's, B-R-I-G-H-T Shaman, S-H-A-M-A-N dot com. Um, and on that website, you can read about me, um, read about the kinds of sessions, like healing sessions that I offer. Um, I also do mentoring one-to-one. There is a page on that um, where you can book a free 20-minute call, like a discovery call. I just love just to have a chat, just to, you know, just to see what I offer and, and how I can work with you or, or just if you're interested. And so that's a great thing. Also, yeah. I'm on Instagram at bright underscore shaman. Um, and my 20-minute my thing, I also do intuitive readings. So I give you a little bit of a reading about, you know, about your life and all that in that 20-minute in that call. And, of course, it's no obligation. Like, I just love to talk to people and to connect to them. Um, I am going to be doing some courses in the new year. Probably around um, shamanic journeying, which is a really wonderful tool to connect directly to your higher self, to your to your ancestors, to your joy. You can actually do this. It's kind of like a guided meditation or a, a you know a form of meditation. So I'll be doing a course on that um, probably next month, but I don't have the date at the moment, so that would be in January. And I'll be doing that regularly actually, and then I will have a longer course about using shamanic tools to transform your life. So that's wonderful. Uh, coming. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Iris. And Iris, thank you so much for being a guest today. I've really, really enjoyed getting to know you and finding all about uh, all the things that you have to offer. Again, if you want to get a hold of um, Iris, please go to brightshaman.com and find your joy. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. Find your joy.